Hello everybody and welcome back to Goldbridge Saves Football, the best podcast in football and we're here to preview what is yet another massive Premier League weekend. We've got an outrageous Manchester United versus Newcastle combined 11. I can't believe my own peak picks. I can't speak, Will. I mean, yep. this is probably the worst combined 11, but the most honest combined 11 I've ever done. It's it's going to it's going to it's going to be mainstream news this. It's going to it's going to break the internet. Um, well, I hope your honesty shines through when we go through the team. You've, you've talked up a good game. I hope the eleven actually lives up to it. I, for me, you know, I'm a bit of a fence sitter, a bit of a splinter bum, but I think I've actually come off the fence and made some bold choices that will shock only the foundations of the footballing world, but the world itself. This is so shocking. I think it could raise my gran. Wow. <laughs> She'll be like, you went to support United. You can't put that many Newcastle players in. But I'll, be, I'll be being haunted. But uh, anyway, uh, lots of, lot, look, we've got the normal either-ors. We've got the return of Goldbridge. I'm, I'm very interested to see what the scores are from last week. I, I think I did okay, and I'm, I'm feeling confident about this week. Uh, so get your picks in, of course. Um, and also, we'll be having a look at some of these big Premier League games this weekend. And uh, I think, Will, you're going to do an apology. I mean, I've got to take a bit of an assist on this. I did sort of throw him under the bus on Tuesday with the whole um, right-footed Premier League 11 against left-footed Premier League 11. I'd done my homework. He hadn't. He was like a rabbit in the headlights. He was like the guy when you've got a strict teacher at school and says, everyone hand your homework in and you realise you just haven't done it. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm good I'm, I'm good in certain pressure situations. When it's coming up with 11, pulling it out my arse. And um, yeah, we've seen the comments, Spotify, people get involved. You know, normally it's one comment, Mark goes, loads of people are doing it. But I mean, the comments were full of it. And I have to stand up and apologise and say, you know, Jared Bowen is a left footer um, and it should be nowhere near a right foot 11. And I've let you down. I've let the community down. uh, I've let my parents down. um, And I'd just like to apologise formally and say it won't happen again. And we will rise again. I loved some of the comments. Was Sabozlai playing golf? Um, as Son retired, you know, the best was, one was um, somebody said, uh, Will's picked uh, James Ward Prowse and but put Marcus Rashford on free kicks. And I thought, yeah, that put, that sums up the 11 right there. It let's let's call it for what it was, it was a shit fest, but uh, yeah, we, we, we'll own that. Um, hopefully, there won't be one today because I got it with David Rea last week, so yeah, hopefully, there won't be one today. Let's start off with Newcastle against Manchester United. Um, look, both had a, a big week in the Champions League, but we're not really here to talk about that because we're here to talk about the Premier League. In relation to the Premier League, both had big wins last weekend. Everton for United. Obviously, Chelsea uh, were dispatched at St. James's Park. Eight o'clock on a Saturday night. Not normally a fan of this, Will, but to be honest with you, it could be eight o'clock. It, 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 it could be midnight. I'd still be excited about this one because it's St. James's Park. It's Newcastle, Man United, third against fourth last year. Both not had the best starts of the season, but both looking to get back in that top four race. It's not a game to lose. It's certainly a game to win. Yeah, spot on, Mark. No, I feel, I feel that this game is almost sort of changing the tides almost because it, the two teams are going in different trajectories. And I think it's going to be a real interesting affair of... Um, I was up in Newcastle the other night doing some work. Andy Cole was there, picked the name off the floor. Am I not paying you enough on the streets again? <laughs> I know you're banned uh, from Birmingham, Liverpool, Stoke. He just goes yeah. further up north. He'll be in Edinburgh soon. You, yeah. want, you want to see the skirt he wears. <laughs> but um, we were just... I just found it very interesting of like when Andy Cole was at Newcastle going to Manchester United, but would it be now the other way? If you're a player and you're at um, Man United, is is Newcastle more of the promised land going forward? 
Well, we've got a couple of things to get you thinking because that's what podcasts are all about, interactivity. We're going to do a combined 11 now, current players. None of this injury shit. But also, at the end of that, we're also going to say, would a new, any Newcastle player from the Premier League era get into an all-time combined 11? Just get thinking about that one. But, um, Will, do you... Uh, do we do we go player at a time here, or should we just read our combined 11s out? No, I, I think we read do, them out. I think there's some divisive ones here. So you know, well, I'll start with goalkeeper. I've gone Anana, and I think that's you know, I, I really like oh Pope. My God. No, you're not. You got Pope. I, I've gone. I've gone Nick Pope. Yeah. Come what on. a start! Oh my God! Hold the back pages. Will's Come gone for Anana, and I've gone for Nick Pope. Yeah, I just think. Um, Man United don't play distribution football, so that kills Anana's big thing. So you're just judging them on goalkeeping. And I think Nick Pope in Europe this season has been incredible. Absolutely incredible. And yeah, I, I think this, I, I think, I, yeah, I'm comfortable. I mean, I, I feel like I'm doing something controversial, but the potential for Anana is to be better. But based on this season, who I'd put in goal, I think I'd go Nick Pope just. Man United are in that position now. And obviously you have it as a fan and a lot of people who want to laugh and mock from the outside have it. Where probably where it was Liverpool in the Hodgson era, um, and maybe a bit before that, where Man United signed people and instantly they become worse in people's eyes because Andrea yeah. Arnish coming back off, you know, he was, what was he in the top 20, 30 on the Ballon d'Or nominees, Champions League final, yeah. great season at Inter Milan, been bought in for a reason. And, you know, we get to see him a lot more now being a Man United keeper, but it's the Man United tax. He's been made to look crap by Man United and the system. So I think you've got to go a bit more on legacy. No, I think there's two things as well. I mean, I said when we signed him, he instantly comes in on reputation as the second best goalkeeper in the league. You know, I did say that. And I also think that there has to be, quite rightly, a bedding in period. Goalkeeper for any of the top clubs is difficult. And I just think, I I mean, look, I like an honour and I think hopefully in six months I'll have a different answer. But it's a tough one. Let us know in the comments. It's a bit of an either or, isn't it? Will goes an honour, I go Pope. This is incredible. Um, right back, I have gone Trippier. Yeah, I mean, if you'd have gone Wan-Bissaka, I think I'd have come through the screen and give you a punch to the face. But yeah, Kieran Trippier for his captain ability, set mm. pieces, his leadership, and just just a very solid right Mbappe back going as well, forward. And back. You what, sorry? Yeah, there was a great tackle where Mbappe was running at him full pelt the other night and he almost Bobby Moore just kept his eye on the ball, bang, took it, took the ball and walked away with it. Yeah, I wouldn't have a problem with that. Um, centre-back pairing, I've just gone on who are the best two centre-backs and there's probably some arguments here but I love the fact that Botman's left-footed so I just went Varane and Botman okay I've gone Botman and Martinez yeah both left-footed I mean yeah to be honest they're the top three I, I, it's two from them three for me I've, I've got no problem with what what you end up with um I think Shah's done a good job even Lascelles has come in and done very well mm. Maguire's doing well for Man United Lindelof's done well as well but I've just gone for the two I think are the best centre-backs and I think the balance of a left foot or right footer would work really well well, you can overrule me anyway, but I will go for Ran. And I, you know what I've done there? I've, from the other thing of the Man United tax, I've taught myself around and I've I've applied that to Varane when really, if anyone's got a legacy, it's him. So I'm happy with Varane and Botman. I'm a little bit concerned that four players in, it's 3-1 to Newcastle on my watch. But yeah. I, I, have, I, feel, I just felt I had to be honest with this. And I think Eddie Howe's done a great job with the team. I know they're going to have a lot of money and they will end up being Man City, but I just don't feel Newcastle are Man City at the moment. He's doing it in a sort of villa way where they haven't got the resources at the moment. So left back, I've gone uh, Luke Shaw. Yeah, definitely yeah. Luke Shaw. Yeah, 100% agree. Uh, midfield was a little bit uh, difficult because there are some decent players, but I went for quite a balanced midfield three of 
Casemiro, Bruno Gamerez, and Bruno Fernandes. Well, I'd like to shake your hand, Mark, and say it's a pleasure working with you, and I'll go for those three as well. Oh, you did? Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I suppose the only differentials really would be, well, Tanani's not fit. Joel Linton was interesting. I think I did think about him because he's done an incredible job. But yeah, I just I just liked the balance of Casemiro, Bruno and Bruno. But we we started this 11 by saying no injury shit. And Tonali is a Tonali's a different sort of case in its own. Mm. But you could put I, him in. I've you could seen, put Tonali in. Yeah, you could definitely put Tonali in. I think if we did this in 12 months time, I think he'd definitely be in. But we probably have given it a bit of recency tax there. Yeah. Um, and then the front three, I mean, I think Ooh. this is what this is going to cause the most problems because um, I think I might shock a few people here, but I've gone Almiron off the right. <laughs> what have you gone with? Uh, well, off the right, I've gone Rashford, but do you, is he a, should he be more left? Well, I think if Rashford was to play play for this team, well, no, you could put him on the right. You could, but I just think Almiron, since Grealish dug him out, what was it about eighteen months ago? He's just he's been a massive part of Newcastle. I just think he's a really consistent performer, and I, I just think. I'd be more than happy to have Elmer on at Man United on our right wing. Maybe it's divine intervention from Jack Grealish. I'd love to know who he's going to give the sort of curse next to and, that, and that's who to lump your money on because the, the rise of Almiron is absolutely unreal. No, you know, you know who needs to give the curse to next? He needs to stand in the bloody mirror and give it to himself. <laughs> <laughs> no, Almiron, Almiron needs to do what he, Grealish did to him and give it right back to him. Grealish should probably be there going, come on, give it. Um... Um, left side is shocking. Um, I've gone for uh, can't remember his first name. I always get it wrong. I always want to call him Craig Gordon or Dean God. Dean Gordon. What's his wow. first name? Anthony Gordon. So you uh, uh, on the wings? You've gone for Almiron and Gordon, and I've yeah. got on my wings Garnacho and Rashford. Well, I, 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 what's going on? What is going okay? on? Am I, I the no, United I just. Stand? I, it's Goldbridge saves football. It's not the United stand. And I just wanted to be fair and pragmatic. And I just thought at the end of the day, he's been really good for them, Gordon. And I gave him so much stick on Twitter and stuff last year. I was like, ah, 45 million or whatever for a crap Everton player. I thought it was an absolute waste of time. But his trajectory this season, I mean, someone was saying it in the week. I can't understand why he doesn't get picked for England. And I mean, I've got to agree. I, I think he's... Um, I think he's been incredible this season. I think, and look, I'd love to put Ganacho in there, but that, you know, Ganacho's only just starting, started starting for United. And I think he's a fantastic talent, as we saw with the goal, but Gordon's had the better season so far. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm just, I don't know, maybe I've had a bang on the head, but yeah, I've gone for Newcastle wingers. If you, I'm always here to talk, you know that I'm just one phone call away. I'm, I'm in a bad place, I think. Um, no, I'll, I'll agree on Gordon. I think I'd like to keep Rashford, Gordon and Rashford. And then in the centre, I've gone for Isaac. Yeah, well, that's, that's what I mean. I went for a Newcastle front three. Um, I like, I would love to put Rasmus there and he's had a very good season in the Champions League. But Isaac has got a, a bigger um, repertoire, tapestry, CV, whatever you want to call it. Um, he came in from Spain last season with a very bad, with, with a very good potential but a very low scoring record and then his scoring record in the Premier League is is, is great and I think that when he's fit um, he's, he's a fantastic player and I think again I think it's a bit like an honor I think Rasmus could 6-12 months be the player I would put in but you've got to be realistic and I, I think at the United, United this season have been pretty bad pretty bad I mean that's why I'd make a case that Almiron should be there ahead of Rashford at the moment but if we're going on 
we're going on pure talent, then you know, obviously Rashford would 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 walk into that front three, I suppose. But um, so let me get this right, Will. Our yep. combined Newcastle Manchester United eleven. Get in the comments if you agree, because I think the comments are going to go mad on Spotify for this. Um, we have Nick Pope in goal. We have Trippier, Varane, Botman, Luke Shaw, Casemiro, yep. Bruno Bruno Gomez, Bruno Fernandez, Rashford on the right, Gordon on the left, and Isaac up front. Which, by wow. my calculations, give Newcastle that. Is it six five? They've won that, or is it seven yeah, four? Uh, yeah. Pope, Trippier, Botman, Gamerez, Gordon, Isaac, six five. Yeah. Well, that uh, is that. That's like that goes back to what you were saying. Really, the tide has turned. Newcastle are the superior force over Manchester United at the moment, and that's the challenge for Sir Jim Radcliffe, and that's the challenge for Newcastle, isn't it? Where will where will it be in twelve months? But I think, I think that tide is it's close. But I think it has slightly turned in, in Newcastle's favour at the moment. Do you not think, when I was going through this eleven as well, do you not think it's like, obviously the recruitment from the ownership side and the, and the money situation has been bad, but the way the money's been spent in terms of when you compare Newcastle and Manchester United, when you like, yeah. so Casemiro's kind of come in and done well, but then, you know, Bruno, not, not the same fee, but you probably could have got Bruno Gomez instead of Casemiro. Then you've got, a you know, a, a longer term with that player mm. with him being younger. Uh, Hoyland coming in for what 60 70 million uh Isaac was probably about the same and he's hit the ground running in the Premier League and then you just look at some of the obviously then it goes on to manager which we've not touched on yet if it, is it Howell Eric Ten Hag because we constantly speak about I mean Jamal Lascelles is the the latest one isn't it I mean I'd sell him straight away if I was on football manager but the way Eddie Howe's kept with him coached him up and he's mm. been phenomenal for them so I just think it ties back to the way the way Manchester United are positioned and they need to get out of this. You've been talking about it, haven't you? Of like, you can get a Jude Bellingham in, but if you can get four players in to really transform the team and yeah. then you've got four different assets and it just completely changes the way and the philosophy that you're doing things because it feels like they're just going in and buying the best things possible. Well, it's exactly what Klopp did, isn't it? And whether they could have got Bellingham or not, they pulled out of that deal to bring in McAllister, Sabosley, Endo and Gravenberg. And I think it's the right thing to do. You, you, you always need quality, but quantity is important as well. Which way, uh, bringing it back to reality, um, which way do you think this game goes on Saturday night? Um, Newcastle have had an extra day rest as well from Champions mm. League excursions. Both, both clubs have been away. It feels very, very significant. We know what St. James Park is like. Um, I'd have even I'd have to say Newcastle have to be favourites for this. It's weird because the, going into the season, it was like, how are they going to handle the Champions League? And it has been a bit mixed bag, hasn't it? Like the Bournemouth mm. defeat, everyone was like, oh, there we go. And then they, they, some of the performances have been fantastic. So coming off the Chelsea win, I mean, it's still a great performance in Paris. Obviously, the VAR decision, which we won't get into because that'll be another 10, 15 minute segment going. Um, I think I I just think it's going to be a Newcastle three one win. Yeah, um, I, I I I can see us getting a draw. We haven't drawn all season. I can see us getting a draw here. That's probably what my prediction would be. Although I did go that with was, a um, that was one as well. Do any of those Newcastle players get into that all time? Not into the sort of greatest Premier League eleven currently. Yeah, well, if you think about a Man United Premier League all-time eleven, you're going to have people like Schmeichel, um, Vidic, Rooney, Keane, Beckham, Scholes. 
Irwin, that there is there is only one player that I can think of in the Premier League era for Newcastle that has a potential to get in, and that's Alan Shearer. But for me, it's a big fat no. I don't. I know he's the greatest Premier League goal scorer ever, but I can't put him in ahead of a Ronaldo, a Cantona, or a Rooney. Um, I mean, even I mean, you would probably put him in ahead of a Van Nistelrooy or a Van Persie or a Mark Hughes, but. For me, I've got to get so many good... I've got to get Giggs and Beckham on the wing. So I've got to put Ronaldo up front. And then I've, you're going to put Ronaldo up front. Ronaldo and Shearer never works. So you've got to play Ronaldo with Cantona or Rooney. So, I mean, or we, we, we could do what bloody Ben Foster does and just put Harry Kane on the right wing so he can have Haaland and somebody else up front. But um, I did back that decision, to be fair. You did back that decision, and I think you regretted it ever since. But you could definitely put Shearer in there, but for me, it's a no, Will. Would you put him in? Uh, I would, yeah, I absolutely love him. Um, just mm. on the managers as well, because we've, I, I'd, I'd have Howe in charge of this eleven. But I think it's quite interesting when we talk about the the trajectory of the teams, the way they're going. But it almost could cost Eddie Howe the way that how far and how fast that they're moving. Mm. Who do you think will stay in the job longer, Eric Ten Hag or Eddie Howe? <sighs> this is a clip. Um, yeah. Well, I've said that Eddie Howe's in, in, in a dangerous position because of the ambition of Newcastle. That's Eddie Howe's biggest problem. If he was at a club like Villa, he'd have a job for life because he's done fantastically well. And I don't think the money's been massively influential on what he's done. When you think about the Dan Burns and people like that, you need a bit of money, but he's not gone and bought like Mbappe. So I think Eddie Howe's weakness is the trajectory and, and ambition of the club. But then on the other hand, I've said this the other day, I'm a big fan of Ten Hag, so I would say Ten Hag has got more potential to stay in a job. However, you've got a guy in Sir Jim Radcliffe coming in with his own own CEO, his own director of football and his own ideas. And we don't know. We don't know. We just don't know. There's been rumours of Ancelotti being spoken to, which I think is just rumours. But if United don't qualify, if, if United don't get out of the Champions League group and end up in the Europa League or end up out of Europe altogether and then don't get top five, I mean... It, you know, you're a Man United manager, so it, it it could be closer than you think. But I'd say Ten Hag is safer. But it, I mean, even that sounds silly when you look at how well Eddie Howe is doing. Yeah, and I think from my side, I keep writing Eddie Howe off. Like we we spoke about it at the start of the season, and just it was like the expectation is a bit. But he just keeps the recruitment. So it's a very clear structure there, isn't it? And everyone's doing mm. their job to the fullest. But I think that's what Eric Ten Hag can benefit from going forward as well. Just have if if he is favoured by Radcliffe. Um, he will have that structure going forward and hopefully he can benefit that because that's what he had at Ajax. Um, permission to get one more clip from you. Um, yeah. Who do you think will win the Premier League next out of Newcastle and Manchester United? It's easy, Newcastle. Um, and, and the reason I say that is that Manchester United haven't won the league for 10 years and the Glazers aren't going anywhere. So, so Jim Radcliffe can come in with 25% and he can come in with good ideas, but he ain't clearing the debt got to rebuild the stadium he's got to rebuild the infrastructure Newcastle don't need to rebuild a stadium they don't really need to rebuild the infrastructure they brought in Dan Ashworth didn't they quite early early doors mm-hmm. all Newcastle are working against is, is, is financial fair play they're just having to build that gap so that they can spend the money that they already have so I hate to say it but it's another Man City project for me um, maybe without the 115 charges I don't know but I, I think Newcastle will win the league it's inevitable yeah Maybe the next question is we can do it in the next podcast. Who will win the Premier League, Manchester United or Wrexham? Yeah, I've done that about Spurs already. I'm not. I, I'm not willing to go that low. No. Not <laughs> well, it. let's go on to Spurs. Um, big game at the weekend. We touched on it on the 
Tuesday morning show, but Manchester City versus Tottenham. Big Ange has got so many injuries. I love him, but I, I really worry for him going into this one. Yeah, well, I think when you look at the, the title race, what is it, Arsenal top by a point, Liverpool and Man City behind, I'd expect all three to win. Arsenal home to Wolves, Liverpool home to Fulham, Man City home to Tottenham. It's funny how they're all at home, actually. And, I mean, to be honest, Will, if any of them lose that, then, you know, they're bottling the league already because Wolves have been good, Fulham are, are, are decent, Spurs have been good. But if you want to win the league, all three of them should win. It's a shame for Tottenham that they're not playing Man City a month ago. This happened to Man City last year as well. The Queen died, so the Arsenal game got... Um, you know, reschedule. And I'm not blaming the Queen. It's not her fault. She had a great, 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 great run. But if Arsenal had played that Man City side when that was meant to happen, I think Arsenal would have beat them. And I think if Man City had played Spurs a month ago, it would have been a brilliant game. But at the Etihad, we saw what they were like against Liverpool. Liverpool needed a late equaliser and had to defend well. Um, I just, I I think, not only do I think they'll win, I think they could humiliate them. Yeah, I, the best thing for this game, I think, is going to be the first 15 minutes, just watching how Spurs set up. And mm. if it is gunko in the way that they've been going, I mean, strap yourself in because it's going to be you a bloody do, good though? one. What would you do as an Ange fan? What would you do? I mean, first I'd get down to my altar and pray to the to the church of Ange mm. and say, good luck, uh, kind sir. But yeah, it's it, he's backed himself into a bit of a corner, hasn't he? Because he said, this is my way or the highway in, in his own unique style. So... I, I tell mean, you what, though, you, you can't go on. He has got. I mean, look, four losses in a row. I said on the Tuesday podcast, if anyone's not listened to it yet, that um, Spurs' season over because of you know how the trajectory was so high. But even if they finish ninth, he ain't losing his job. Like Spurs fans, no. he's got so much money in the bank, and, and 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 in some ways, he's in a quite a luxurious position because if he did get beat five or six nil, everyone would just go, "Well, it's the injuries, isn't it?" Yeah, yeah. Need to invest, Daniel Levy, get your hand in your mm. pocket. Um, no, I think another intriguing one as well is Chelsea versus Brighton. De Zerbi was absolutely ecstatic running on the pitch. I really liked it. All the passion shown by getting three points in the Premier League, no matter where you are in the league, it's great. But, you know, we spoke about Chelsea. Some people were saying they're back. I mean, that's been done in after a huge defeat to Newcastle. I think this is probably one of the most, after Newcastle, Manchester United, one of the most intriguing games of the weekend. Unless you're a sad act and you like relegation battles, Burnley, Sheffield United, which we... Well, we, let, let me let we, me have a moment. Yeah, we will talk about that. But obviously, no, I think Chelsea-Brighton is the best game. It's a shame it's not on TV because um, I think it's a cracker. Um, if you are interested in that, West Ham Palace is the two oh. o'clock game. Well, I'll tell you what, I reckon Roy could go by Monday. If Roy Hodgson gets the sack, I've won. Remember yeah. what I said right at the start of the season? I said Roy mm-hmm. Hodgson's going to get the sack, and I got ridiculed. Just keep he must that be in favourite now. Keep that in your wallet. That that'll be a masterclass if I've got that right. I must I must admit I never thought we were going to hit December and have no Premier League sackings. Will that's incredible. You need to go down the the forest and have a few more bevs, and then do your predictions after that. I know I was absolutely wanked when I did that, but no Chelsea Brighton. Um, I I, th- I think no Lewis Dunk. We've all we've all had a say on that. I think there'll be goals in this game, which is a bit of a hint for Goldbridge. But uh, I I think Chelsea might win that. But you never know with Brighton, do you? They're they're just so don't write off Brighton. They went to Old Trafford and won. They're more than capable of doing it. I sometimes think Brighton are better away. 
Yeah, I, I I think that, you know, Chelsea want to be Brian, didn't they, last year? I mean, they brought the manager in, the players in, the backroom staff in, and it's and it's not worked. And I think this is where Deserby really gets back on track. Three points away from home is great, but three points at Stamford Bridge, no matter when you're getting them, still very impressive. And I think, it, I mean, their injuries are fucking massive anyway. So, uh, yeah, I think Brighton to win this one. But obviously at Leeds, just go on. No, I was going to say Burnley, Sheffield United. I mean, Brentford, Luton, I'd fancy Brentford. Forest, Everton, mm, that's a tough one to pick. Uh, Liverpool, Fulham, we've done. West Ham, Palace, I don't care. Bournemouth, Villa. I never know. That could be a slippery one for Villa, but Villa, Bournemouth, Bournemouth much improved. But Burnley, Sheffield United, I mean, yeah. you lose this, you may as well, you know, you may as well give up. I think, yeah. I mean, Burnley and company have been playing that way, relentless in it. And this is when it's got to pay off against Sheffield United because if it doesn't, I mean, there's no danger. Again, there's no danger of him getting the sack, I don't think either. But uh, yeah, I, I, this is my this is the biggest game of the weekend for me. I'll be trying to find a way to watch this because it'll be an absolute humdinger. Two people just going at it. Um, I, I think Burnley might. I'd rather watch two dogs go at it than watch this. To be honest. Well, you, did you see that video on Twitter with that dog and the thing? No, you see that? No, no, that, did that, I. is that not offence? Is that not an offence to watch that sort of stuff? Uh, no, someone watched it and told me about it. Um, uh, yeah, I think I'm going for Burnley. Yeah, I mean, I think Burnley have to win this, and maybe this is where Burnley will will play well because they're playing a Championship club like they did last year. Maybe this is where they find their level on that one. Um, anyway, we've got any either ors? Don't want to talk about Championship crap. No, well, that was the either ors. How was it? Yeah, that was the either-ors. That's what we do on a Friday. We've done this for the last couple of weeks. We do the either-ors right. for the teams. Nice to... Okay, that's fine. Always... Okay, nice I've, to... got an e- I've got an either-or for you then. Go on. Um, I haven't really. I'm trying to think <laughs> of something. I'm trying to think about something. Oh, I, I have got one, actually. Sabozlay or Ward-Prowse? Wow. Um, who well, would I want? We know what you picked. We people... know what you picked. Um, I'll tell you what. Also, as well, like, I should have added to my statement at the start of the episode as well some... You know, a few people, again, Mark, probably looking at one comment, bringing it up, saying, do we have and keep the jingle? And the support for the jingle has been absolutely fantastic. They, it has won. I think it yeah. might I think it might even end up, uh, well, we need to do a poll. I'll, I'll figure out what the poll is going to be, but um, maybe the poll, oh, no, we're not, we're not putting the jingle on a poll. It's too controversial. No, no. The, um, it, might, it might get votes. You won with, um, with your left-footed side against my right-footed side on the poll. Yeah, sixty-five <clears> percent. <throat> Actually, just for the clicks, we're going to put the part. We're going to put the Pratt of the Week jingle. Keep it, yes or no? Oh, this is going to be such an exciting week. Look at Will's face; you can't see it. Uh, look, I want the jingle to stay. I'm willing to trust the ultras to vote. Keep the jingle. Will's terrified because he, he he's looking for a career in. He wants to be the new Rob Brydon. He wants to do jingles and adverts. Um, I can do the man in the box thing that he does. Go on. Oh, yeah. Just saying over here. Hello, Mark. Rubbish. Spot on. How about the box? How about the box? Mine's, mine's even worse. Um, okay, it's time for Goal Bridge. Goal! Goal! Always believe in your soul. Soul. Goal. Rubbish. Yeah, uh, anyway, Goal Bridge is back. What we do every Friday when there's Premier League football is we pick five goal scorers that are going to score at the week. 
uh, every every goal they score, you get a point. So if they scored three, you get three. Um, and we also do a goalkeeper that you get a point for a clean sheet. And then we have a defender where you get three points for that. So we've six, we pick seven players. Uh, Will, uh, have we got an overall score at the moment? Yeah, well, I wanted to paint your, you know, you've been digging me out all day about this Bowen stuff, prepare your statement, do this, you're a, you're a disgrace, you're lucky to be on this podcast, don't speak to me ever again. Um, but when that's it comes to comments. it, that's just the comments. That's just my mom texting me. Um, <laughs> when it comes to it, we, uh, I was very nice last week, obviously you put Ray in, you got stick for it, gave you Ramsdale, so you have had a point for a clean sheet there. You yeah. also got uh, Wang scored for Wolves on the Monday Night Football. And uh, sorry, also can, I, can, can, I, can I just interject? His name is his name is Huang He Chan, and that was yeah. an inspired pick that we need to at least give a few seconds to. I picked Huang He Chan to score, got a point. I'm in good for form. It. I'm in good form. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm well, in good form. You, you know, you read the stat pack. Well done, Huang He Chan, and then also Ollie Watkins. You had as well. So three points ain't bad. Three points ain't bad. So you're on 13. I'm still on nine. Uh, to dig myself out, I'm on three weeks without scoring a single point. Bloody Couldn't yeah. get a clean sheet. I could not believe Bournemouth were 3-0 up. And I was like, here we go, Solanke. Solanke didn't even score one of them. I mean, what the fuck's going on there? You got no, you got zero? You got zero again. Oh, I thought you were going to say Bowen scored and you did it. No. Right, Bowen okay. didn't score, did he? So I'm winning by four points. You're winning by four points, so I'm I'm literally going proper noncy. People underestimate Goldbridge. Win, lose, or draw. Check that out on That's Football. I'm battering Foster and uh, and batch. You know what? People just think I'm a little bit thick, and actually, it's all an act. I do it on purpose. Um, okay, so let's do our picks for this week. Um, I, I'm 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 this is this is either going to go great or badly for me because I'm quite happy with my picks this week, and I and I, I just don't you know as we saw with the combined eleven. I don't get emotional. I'm just like the Terminator. I just go bang. So my first pick is Isaac against Manchester United. My club. Uh, I mean, there's going to be people writing in the comments that this is the the Newcastle stand going forward. A lot of love for the black and white army. I just, I'm just a realist. Um, okay, first pick for me, Ollie Watkins, uh, Villa away at Bournemouth. See, I've been picking Watkins for a while, but I felt he needed a rest. Um, and hopefully he's going to play for you and have a rest. Um, my second pick I actually is a Villa player. It's not Ollie Watkins this week. I've gone for I fancy goals against Bournemouth, so I've gone Diaby. Very nice. Um, I'm going plain Jane, and I'm going Mohamed Salah against Fulham. Yeah, I, I always think Salah's a you know we, we're not allowed to pick Haaland, and I almost feel like Salah is almost going to be on that list soon. But he's he's all right. He's allowed to go with that. I was going to go with Jota, but I did do my homework. He's injured, so I've gone with Diaz in the same game. Okay, love that. I think Manchester City are going to score a bundle, so I'm going with Phil Foden. Yeah, I've not bothered with a Man City player for myself, but I have gone to the Chelsea-Brighton game where I think I think Brighton will definitely concede. So I can't go Jackson. That's a waste of time. So I was close between Palmer and Sterling, and I've gone with Raheem. Okay, for my fourth pick, I'm going with an old faithful for you. I'm going for Evan Ferguson. Yeah, good call. I don't like to go with the same ones each week, you see, so I change it up. Uh, this is my Huang Hee Chan moment. Uh, it's not Huang Hee Chan, but it's Brentford at home to Luton. This should be a goal fest. So I've gone for their striker and penalty taker, Mbumo. Okay, well, I love Luton and I've said that numerous times on the podcast. So I am going to go with 
Carlton Morris. Who also takes the penalties for Luton. Yeah. Okay, so that's our five. So our bonus bonus two is a goalkeeper for a clean sheet and a defender for a goal. Um, clean sheet, I've gone... There was a few I could have gone with, but I've just gone, oh, no, I've got to change this. <laughs> nearly did it again. Oh, <laughs> I nearly went with Alisson. Oh, you bloody idiot. You know, I'd even... That's me. I can, I can, I'm not that... I've, attention to detail has never been my thing. I realised Jota was injured, but then still put Alisson in and read the same bloody article that Alisson was injured. Um, I'll go with Kelleher, who is their backup goalkeeper, isn't he? Yeah, smart from you, that. I'm going to go with... Uh, goalkeeper-wise... Uh, I might go Edison. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit of a risk because Spurs can score goals on the break, but there you go. And uh, my defender is always really difficult. I did want to go Trippier, but I thought two Newcastle players against United to piss take. So I've gone with, and he might not even start, I've gone with, because Spurs' defence is so bad, I fancy a Man City corner or something. So I've gone with a Kanji. I'm doubling up. A man I've got on my fantasy team, actually, and he scored last week against Tottenham. I'm going Paul Torres. Hmm. Hmm. Um, interesting I think uh, yeah you know I do like to be a bit of a wild card I've still got my Luton player in there but I just need to score points so if you think I'm a little bit boring shove it up yours because uh, these points mean more than anything well it's a four point gap isn't it at the moment yeah massive but, well no, just before it's Christmas not, it's not it's not like war, win lose or draw where you you know that four point gap is quite big in this I mean, we've not had it yet, but if one of your strikers scores two or three, that's two or three points. Yeah. So there is the opportunity to have a massive week on Goldbridge. I know a lot of you play along at home. Obviously, we can't read you all out because there's thousands of you, but you know in your head how well you're performing against us each week. So remember to write five down and have your goalkeeper and defender and get it in the comments. That's always a good idea. Um, I truly believe this has been a fantastic show, Will. Yeah, well, I think we're very self-critical, um, but I've really enjoyed it. Great to be in your company. Great to be in the company of the audience. Plenty coming up. I'm really excited. It feels like the Premier League, now that international breaks away, we're oh, just yeah. really, really getting into fifth gear. Yeah, those first few months of the season, they're always great when you've had the summer, but you're always aware of those international breaks and there's nothing quite like it when you get out of the international breaks and know you've got a massive, massive run at it. Um, it's like getting away with something, isn't it? It's like it's like knowing your missus is never going to find out, or or, or boyfriend. Although I, yeah. I always think I always think girls cheating is just not on. Yeah, well, cheating is bad in general. Um, just one from me. I'm off to. No, 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 actually, I just realised I'm talking about cheating. It could have been like taking a biscuit from the biscuit tin. That's what I really meant. Yeah, yeah that's what yeah. I meant. Yeah, you've outed yourself there. I've not outed um, myself. <laughs> I'm. Uh... Yeah, I'm off to Madrid, but we're recording this on a Wednesday. I'm, re- I'm going out to try and see Jude Bellingham play in Madrid. I'm really, really worried he's not, he's going to be rested. And there'll be a load of money down the drain. What? Who are they playing? They've got uh, Granada at home who are in the relegation zone. <sighs> no, he just loves to play football. Surely they'll pick him. Mm, I don't know. Well, if not, I'll be looking for some extra work to cover the costs. Um, anyway, thanks back, for joining back us. Back up to Newcastle for you then. Yeah, I'll give Andy Get on them streets. Get on them streets. Um, thanks everyone for watching. Make sure you leave us your comments. There's lots to comment about on Spotify. We'll have the poll for the jingle as well. I'm not forgetting that. And of course, um, if you're going to be at the Christmas show on December the 11th, there's hardly any tickets left, but you could try United Stand Christmas Show 
We want you there singing ultras if you're from the podcast. Have a fantastic weekend. Hope you've enjoyed the show. Uh, that's goodbye from me. That's goodbye from me. Speak to you later. Mm-hmm.